don't know where to begin Baby, tell me that I am in like flame Baby, when I saw you coming in Cupid shot me and stabbed me and hung me and scalped me and kicked me in the shin Baby, it's wax that you love me But it wanes when we're apart Makes me cry like a baby, baby And the only tissues I can use are your heart But there's one thing I can cling to Shows me where you're coming from There's just one thing makes me know you love me And that's waxwork.com Tell me, will you marry me? I am asking you, begging you, telling you, forcing you, till you accept me. Baby, it's wax that you love me, but it wanes when we're apart. Makes me cry like a baby, baby, and the only tissues I can use are your heart. But there's one thing I can cling to. Shows me where you're coming from There's just one thing makes me know you love me And that's wax work Baby, it's wax that you love me But it wanes when we're apart Makes me cry like a baby, baby And the only tissues I can use are your heart But there's one thing I can cling to Shows me where you're coming from There's just one thing makes me know you love me And that's waxwork.com That's waxwork.com Hello everyone, Uh, happy Thanksgiving. I'm recording this here in my house on proper Thanksgiving. The actual day of, that would be Thursday the 24th. Um, And with me are my three co-hosts all actually here with me on thanksgiving um so guys let's uh let's say hello here next to me is mr frank gallon hi uh yeah happy thanksgiving everybody uh here we are uh you know it's a it's an interesting time of the year and um getting close to the holidays which is always nice and um oh jordan you know you should probably talk about why you didn't have a show right uh i know i should before i get to my other two co-hosts but Thank you for reminding me, Frank. Uh, it's been a while since I had a show, and I'm sorry for that. It's because I got sick. Well, well, actually, not just me. Right, right, right. Not just yeah, me. I mean, pretty much all of us got sick uh, at different times. I mean, I, I got sick first, and so it was like, I can't do the show. I'm sick. I think over the last couple of weeks, every single one of us has been sick, right? Yeah. Yes, it's true. So uh, basically, as a result, I mean, my, my voice is actually not even 100% back. You'll sort of hear. I, right now, It's I think it sounds okay right now, but um, it's going to go on and off. There, there will be... This layers of disgusting mucus that will form on my vocal cords over the course of this podcast. And when they do, you will hear it. You will hear my voice become like a little raspier. Ah, no, I can't I can't do it for fake. I can't do it for fake, but it will happen for real. So anyway, for that reason, I'm sorry that we haven't had a show. Um, but Frank, so you got sick as well, right? Yeah, I did. I did. Um, and I'm still overcoming it myself. But uh, it, it is... Um 
what do I want to say about that? Uh, thank you all for, for writing in, though. I've gotten lots of emails saying, you know, where are you, Frank? We miss you. We want you on the podcast. Uh, please, please, uh, you know, why, why can't I hear you in my ears this week? I really wanted to. And for those people who wrote into me, I appreciate that. You've always got the show. You can see me. The show uh, has been going on. My, my, my TV show has been going on for the last few weeks. Oh, yes. Thank you for that, by the way. What? What? That you know I've been sick. And, and yet you're legally obligated to have me on the show, so you've been running video of me being sick. I, it's legally obligated. What do you? What else am I supposed to do? Oh, I don't know. You know, get me makeup artists or get me pe- people to make me look decent. You weren't feeling well. Yeah, but you were supposed to run the clips where I'm, you know, grin and bearing it, not the clips where I'm miserable and complaining about how sick I am. You know, that's the director's prerogative. And I, have, I hired the best directors to direct the episodes. That's up oh, to them. Oh, bull crap. That's up to them. I do not believe that's up to them anymore. Frank, you're a jerk. Yes, I'm I'm legally obligated to be, be on your show. But you're supposed to be running the parts where I'm playing the ukulele and whistling. I, I, I did I, I did a song. What I did was I recorded a song where I was whistling because it was like, um, like if I was doing that song I just played, it'd be like... You know, like that, because I was sick and I couldn't sing. So I that you were supposed to run the clip of me doing the Smith song whistling, not the clip of me groaning about how I can't sing. Look, and, I, and I ran a clip of you. It's all it says. Doesn't say you have to be flattering. You agreed to you 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 did all those things in front of my cameras. Yeah, but again, okay. Well, I'm obviously never gonna you know trust anything I do in front of your cameras again. I'll have to be on. All the time. As a true showman should be. You should be on all the time. I'm on all the time. You're on all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's a wonderful thing to know. I'm. I, you know what? That's. I'm going to have a ball looking through the old footage. Well, footage, you know, uh, uh, cl- clips of you to find places where you're not always on. Well, you're not going to find it because I'm a professional. <laughs> yes, of course. I don't know what you're laughing at. Well, I'm, I'll tell you. I'm laughing at you and the idea that you're a professional. I make my living as an entertainer at this point, so... That does make me a professional. I get money for the thing I do. Yes, well, that doesn't mean you're always on, because I definitely remember times when you were ridiculously not on, as they would say. All right, well, I, well hold on. Let me let me introduce everybody. Uh, this is my my other my my other my my next uh, co-host, I should say, Mr. Rory Sinjin, flown in from England for the holiday. Hello. Yes, thank you for having me in. I am an extra historian, as you know. If you want to contact me regarding extra historical studies, you could reach me at castandwax@gmail.com. As always. Um, what else is new? How are things going on your on your uh, paying down the debt for Japan? It's going the same. They take all my money. What do you? What? There's no updates. You know. I suppose they're using it to rebuild parts of Japan. I would imagine so, since that's what the money is allocated for. Yes. So look, the point is. No, what is the point again? I was just asking how it was going. It's going the same way it's always going. There's no, there's not going to be any news on that front. I still get very little money. I still live with my parents. What do you want from me? I, okay, I don't know what is with the attitude. Well. <sighs> Nothing, nothing is with the attitude. I'm fine. All right, all right. And uh, last but not least uh, here is uh, actually the one of us who was most recently sick and I don't think is fully recovered. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. This is my little cat, Scape. Scapey is still sick, unfortunately. How are you doing, Scape? Well, I'm tired and I, it's, my, my voice is not back yet, Dad. Oh, it, it, yeah, you sound kind of pathetic. Oh, thanks. That's not... <laughs> Is that what I meant? Well, you should rest your voice. You shouldn't talk too much. I know, but I don't, I don't want to. I want to talk. Well, I know, but, you know, I mean, clearly it's not good for you right now. Oh, but Dad, I... <coughs> oh, oh, okay. No, escape. Just maybe you should stay quiet for now. I, I guess. I guess you're right. I, I know I'm right. I know I'm right. I mean, it's again, it's too bad. I, I, I would have enjoyed having you do some singing for us. Oh, Dad, I could 
could still sing. I could still try to sing. I don't think you can, Skate. I can play, play that song you were just playing. Okay, uh, the one... No, that's awful, and you sound dreadful. So clearly, it's not something that you can do. Dad, I love to sing. Once, once your voice is back, you can sing. Th- tell you what, just why don't you go? Why don't you? I mean, I. It's very unusual for me to say this on the podcast, but why don't you take a nap? And after the podcast, I'll give you MF. Okay, I like MF. I know, I know, but just go rest your go rest your voice. Go sleep over there. Okay. Oh, the poor little guy. You gotta rest up. I need you to get better. Well, that's nice of you to take concern for him, Frank. Yeah, no, he, I mean, he, yeah, he needs to get healthy so he can, you know, be up and about doing stuff again. Yeah. No, I, I hope he, I hope he feels better soon. It's very strange of you to show so much concern, Frank. No, it's not. I'm always concerned with my friends. Well, it's a little strange of you to refer to Scape as your friend. You're all, I, you're, I, I'm like, cause I, I know you guys. And so in some ways you're my friends. So that's, you know, I mean, you guys, I, I, I mean, I'll, I'll. I'll be honest with you. In some ways, you guys are my best friends. Well, that doesn't bode well for your life, I don't think. No, come on. R- no, Rory, I mean... You well, know. I'm, I, I mean, it's... Gosh, it's nice of you to say, I guess, Frank, but we, you abandoned us for a year and would not speak to us and ripped off all of our shows. Not that alleged ripped off. I didn't... I'm not guilty of that. Yeah, but... No, it's just an allegation. And look, I... Yeah, I did all that, but, you know... In a way, you guys are, you know... I mean, you've got all the people that make your sh- your your TV show with you, aren't they your friends? Well, no, I mean, those are, you know, those are my employees. They count on me to make money. That's different. If I if they weren't making money off me, they wouldn't want to spend time with me. And I mean, you know, you guys, you guys don't even make any money off of me, and yet you, you know, you still spend time with me. Well, it's court mandated, so... Yeah, but even before that, I mean, you know, before I left the show, you guys were here. And I was here with you, and I don't know, I'm just saying, I, I don't know, in a way, you guys are like... I mean, I, I, you know, I've got people like like Hank Fallon who just like want to, you know, kiss my butt and stuff like sycophant. But I, I mean, you guys, you guys aren't in love with me for some weird psychotic reason. You just, you just like to spend time with me, I guess. Well, we did back in the day. I never really did. I'll be honest. All, all right. Never mind. Fine. You know, I don't know why I, never mind. No, Frank. No, I mean, that's, I'm sorry. That's, you know, that's, you're, you're sharing your feelings and I'm, you know, thank you for that. I mean, I guess yeah, this is Thanksgiving. So, I mean, we, yeah, we, I, I, I didn't talk about that. It's Thanksgiving Day. Uh, I hope everybody out there in the world is having a great Thanksgiving. I, I'm here at home. I mean, I have a family who I love, you know, uh, but what is going on is that I'm stuck at home because my wife is working. Uh, my wife is, as you, you may or may not know, I don't know if you guys know this or not. You probably do. My wife's a doctor, so she is working today from 7 p.m., to 7 a.m. Friday morning. So as a result, she's got the car at work. I uh, am kind of stuck at home, can't go anywhere, at least anywhere significant. So I can't go visit my family. Uh, that's why I'm, so that's why I was like, kind of like, oh, well, I'll be, I'll be home alone. And I, so I, I reached out to the guys and I said, well, they're not doing anything. So let's, let's record on that day. I mean, we'll be, we'll have privacy. We can get, get it done. You know, we've got nothing else going on. It's like a long weekend, so we can get it done early. Uh, to be fair, I mean, I do have a family as well. It's just that as a, as a British person, and that my family is British, we don't celebrate Thanksgiving. Right, of course, of course. It's an American holiday. Although, Rory, isn't uh, isn't Thomas Edison American? Well, I, I mean, yes, I suppose he was, yes. He was? Is he not anymore? I think to the extent that he recognizes the borders of man, he's probably still American, yes. So I find it strange then that he wouldn't be celebrating Thanksgiving. Well, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't think he... 
I didn't think he is. You're not sure? Well, I didn't... I didn't think of that. I didn't... They didn't invite me to a special Thanksgiving dinner, so if they're... If they are celebrating it, I suppose I don't know about it. Well, they're probably wanting some sort of special private one-on-one Thanksgiving, if you know what I mean. All right, yes, I know know what you mean. But, well, look, it doesn't matter what they're doing, you know. So he's American, so for him, perhaps there's some sort of holiday of some sort. But for me, as a former American and now fully British, once again, British person, I uh, don't celebrate Thanksgiving. I have no need for Thanksgiving. I do not have the need to give thanks because I give thanks all the time. So, wait, what? You give thanks all the time so you don't th- celebrate Thanksgiving? I'm just saying I didn't need to be reminded to be thankful. I'm already thankful for all the good things in my life. And I'm pissed off about the things that are bad in my life. So I, I give the right emotions at equal measure all the time. I do need special holidays. And not to mention, if we're going to have a Thanksgiving holiday, shouldn't we have, really have a gripe holiday as well? Gripesgiving? Dissatisfactionsgiving, you know? Where you get to actually sit there and be like, well, you know... Look, there are things in my life I'm thankful for, but that being said, you know, I wish I wasn't paying for the rebuilding of Japan, for example. I wish I had some money of my own. I wish I was getting the full amount when very rich people give me money to do my readings. I wish I did not have to give it to the government, you know, things like that. All right, well, we're not cele- we're not here to celebrate gripes giving or dissatisfactions giving. We're here to celebrate Thanksgiving. And really, we're not. We're here to we're here to record a podcast. But Frank, so Frank, you uh, are American, fully American. Why aren't you celebrating? Well, because I don't, I just don't have anybody to celebrate with. I, like I was saying, I just, I don't have anything to do for, for Thanksgiving. I I mean, uh, last Christmas, I was on the road, so I didn't celebrate with anyone because I, I, I was, well, I, at the time, I, I'll, be, I'll be honest, I was still homeless. That being said, whoa, whoa, you were I, still, uh, I thought you went straight to doing your show. Well, you can find out when we do my interview. When you have me interview myself, I don't. We're know not going to have you. I'm not going to have you interview yourself. If you want to be interviewed, I'll have someone interview you. But it's not going to be you. That's ridiculous. All right. Well, you know, you worked that out. I guess you can see what kind of a person you can have interview me because uh, I'm not going to settle for some run of the mill journalist. You know, I'm not going to let Scape interview me because last time he did it, it was awful. I thought it was funny. Well, it. Maybe a little, but I'm not a comedy interview anymore. I'm a very serious businessman. The point is, look, last year at the holidays, I didn't have anybody to celebrate with, but I thought it was just because I was homeless and poor. And I thought, you know, homeless and poor people, they don't have, they don't always have someone, as Rory knows. Yeah, I'm not homeless or, I mean, I am a little poor, but I I have a a home because I live with my my mother. Right, right. So the point is, I thought that this year when I had money and success, that I would have plans for... The holidays. I, I mean, this is just Thanksgiving, so it's the beginning of the holiday season, but unfortunately, I don't have any uh, plans. I have nobody to have dinner with, and so I thought I can hire a cook. I mean, I, like I'm rich now. I can hire a cook to make me Thanksgiving dinner, but then I got the call from you saying you wanted to get together for Thanksgiving, so I thought I would come over here. So yeah, yeah, to record the show. Right, right. Well, I mean, I I was a little disappointed. I'll be honest to to discover that you weren't inviting us here for a dinner. I thought we were. I thought maybe we were gonna eat Thanksgiving dinner together. Oh no, I mean, I I'm I'm gonna get together with some friends tomorrow and do a kind of a post Thanksgiving dinner dinner. But I we didn't. I mean, I don't have anything to make. I only have the chickens for tomorrow. I don't have anything to make tonight. No, I, I mean, I got that. I got that. You just, it was just a business call. Well, yeah. I mean, like I said, I figured if we had nothing going on. No, right. Right. Because we're not, uh, we're not really friends, I guess. So. No, don't, why, you don't have to 
say that? Why are you saying that? Well, I'm I because I thought we were friends, and then you walked out on us and never spoke to us for a year. Well, you know, I'm I gotta do what I gotta do. You know, I mean, there's things that. I have to do for myself. Right. And the things that we have to do for ourselves are protect ourselves from jerks. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't I don't think I earned that. I think you did. Speaking of which, in fact, let's get to it. Uh, we have a, a segment lined up here before the, the shows tonight. We have a very special segment that has been uh, absent a little bit. I think it was absent on the last show. But here it is back again with a slight twist that you might not be expecting. Let's, let's do this. Let's listen to a watch. Line, New York. I'm Marcel Silvers, and this is Hole Watch, a gay porn code production. Tonight, holes. The holes in our asses. Hole Watch, as always, is the most in-depth look at holes to be seen or heard in the media. Now, to help us crack open this subject, I have four experts, as usual. With us in the studio tonight, we have uh, the president of the International Society of Ladies Advocating Man's Sex, Priscilla Triviati. Good evening. Good evening, Marcel. It's a pleasure to be here. Pleasure is what it's all about. Live via satellite from England, we have the famously homosexual grandson of Captain Matthew Webb, Stefan Webb. Hi, I'm so happy to be with the show. Pleased to have you here. Of course, we have a world-renowned gay porn actor... Dick Fickington in the studio as well. Thanks, Marcel. Appreciate you having me on. Not like having me, but, you know. Oh, we also have in the studio our celebrity guest this week, the host and creator of Frank Allen's Investigative Variety Show. Yeah, Frank Allen. I don't know that I was told exactly what the show was going to be. Well, well, Frank, I don't know if we're familiar with... Uh, yeah, our company's been in contact with yours because we... Uh, our sister company, Straight Porn Co., was putting out a program called Douchebag Watch. And uh, it ran into yours. Oh, yeah. I know. I do remember that. Right, right. And so I agreed to come on your show, but I, I didn't realize... Well, okay. No, it's fine. Let's just... Uh, it's good to be here. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Now, of course, the subject, as always, is holes. I've asked you all to bring in hole of the week. Uh, Miss Traviati, your pick. All right. Well, I know that I've brought this gentleman up before, and I know what you gentlemen have said, but it is a favorite of mine. So here's a clip of a rock monger... You can see I love the landscaping on that gentleman and the way his buttock glistens in the Caribbean sunlight. Let's run it here. Sergey Rockmonger. Look at that. Okay, lover. Are you ready for some homosexual intercourse? Oh my god, am I. Excellent. Please, please bring it to me. Oh, I'm in the process of bringing it to There's you. There's no holes on, on sight yet. They're still dressed. You, you need to wait for it. Just wait for it. It is All magic. Right. Do you see this napkin? Oops, I have dropped it on the floor. Allow me to dig it up. Here's the setup. Oh my. That's a very nice butt you have there. Oh, is it? Yes. I have been toning it constantly. I don't suppose you'd let me get a closer look at your butt. Oh, you may try. But I must warn you, people who come in close contact with my butt often wind up pleasured. Oh, he's still why, got it in his why pants. Why is this video not in my collection already? Here's where the magic goes. Normally, it's, it goes straight to anal sex, right? But so here's I a guess twist. Soon, the guests will be coming over. 
The salad, it needs to be tossed. What a coincidence. I have just the thing right here in my mouth. Mm. Wait, wait. So we're just going to watch gay porn? That's what this show, we're going to watch gay porn on the show. Sir, pl- sir uh, Frank, I'm sorry. Like, I, I realize you're new here, but you like, please don't, um, don't degrade this. We're not just watching gay porn. This is, this is art we're observing here. What we're seeing here is uh, two up and coming actors in a fantastic scene. They're doing a fantastic job. There's nothing wrong with this. Don't, uh, but I'm just, I'm just saying, please uh, be respectful. Don't just say we're, we're just watching gay porn. Up and coming we actors. We try to keep right. this a free and open exchange of information and ideas among the participants about gay porn, so that we can come together and form some kind of critical conclusion about the gay porn that we're watching. Now, let's let's continue to watch the gay porn uh, and see if we can come to some conclusion. So now, Dick Fuckington, uh, you brought you brought a clip of an asshole yourself. No, we had we had some mutual. Polls going on there, and uh, uh, your 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 clip. What, what have you right, brought Right, this, this is now. This is a man that I've worked with in the past. I uh, this is I brought a clip of uh, the 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 new actor uh, Elephant Titus from a scene from the new film Boys Will Be Girls. And uh, if I I don't think honestly I don't think this clip needs much setting up. Can we let it roll? All right, here we go. Elephant Titus from Boys Will More Be Girls. Great porn, Yeah. Oh, how avant garde. Is this a silent horn? Yeah. You can tell well, by he's black sort and white. of like a. Gay porn catcher Charlie Chaplin. Exactly, exactly. And see, and, and now if you look, wait, like, wait for it, and see the dialogue is on cards. Exactly. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I, can, you, can you pause it? I'm really interested to see how they depict the That's sound effects. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, oh, look at that. It just says squelch. Right, on right. The see, and see, they had, they had a team of writers working on this one, so it's, it's a, lot of, a lot of effort went into this. This is a really, a really great piece. Somehow the asshole looks different in black and white. You can see things a little more sharply. It's a, it's it's a side you don't see too often. Too often we're we're too worried about the the um the coloration. Uh, it really than builds the, tone. the atmosphere. What with a high contrast. You can almost it almost feels like you can see deeper in. Frank, how does this compare to other holes you've seen? I, I I saw that one a minute ago and it was getting licked. So this one is drier. You know, I appreciate that. That's very perceptive and uh, deep. It, very is, it isn't entirely dry, but it's it's drier. Oh, no, there's something coming out. I don't know. Here's clearly a man who well, knows his anuses. I mean, I know a lot of things, but I, I never would have... I mean, I'm not going to put that on my card. Is there something wrong with that? Do I have that on my card. So, right here, see? Oh, well... Embossed. Where, where are you keep your cards? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I just got I got them in this container. That's a big case. Well, thank you it's very nice. much. It's uh, titanium. All right, well, uh, uh, Mr. Uh, oh, yes. Mr. Webb, so we should we call you Steph? All Please, right, Stefan Webb. Uh, have you brought an asshole for us? I have. I have a very special clip. This is something from a relatively unknown Russian ingenue named Yuri Tuchiks Ivanov, and he has this unusual talent. Uh, he has a prehensile. Uh, he can make kind of kissing sounds with it, and uh, in this clip he demonstrates that this is a kind of a casting couch situation, and he's demonstrating his talent, and then discusses how he learned how to do this growing up. Uh, well, so let's take a look. Yuri, two cheeks, Ivanov. We'll see how the cold weather of Russia affects the. So, Yuri. Yes. My friends tell me that you have a little bit of a talent. Why don't you show the folks at home? I do. Okay. Here's how it goes. I'm going to stand up. Simple. Uh, first, I must remove my pants. Please, excuse me. Give me a moment. Oh, take your time, darling. Feel free to zoom in on this. Berlin Wall has nothing on my ass. Okay. Okay, there we go. Now you got that nice and good and zoomed in. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, now I'm going to bend over and get near my toes. I don't necessarily have to touch, but it's good to have the back arch so you have fresh horizontal airway from mouth to Get nice and zoomed in because here's where it gets good. I'm going to inhale three times. <laughs> Did you f***ing see that? Oh, I f***ing saw that. Do it again. <laughs> Holy sh Okay, now that was good, right? Now I'm going to show you something even better. I, I learned this at the age of 12 when father gave me first cigarette. Give me a second. Let me light. Okay. I simply place in bottom and now here we go perfect smoke ring f***ing poetry alright Yuri Ivanov clearly a very talented <laughs> artist I think that really highlights some of the things that the qualities of that we've seen demonstrated tonight thoughts. Fantastic. They were like fantastic stuff we're seeing. Marcel, this is the kind of stuff that is going to change the face of the game entirely. This is this is brand new groundbreaking thing uh, in the world of gay porn and I really I really think we're going to see a lot more of Yuri uh, in the future if he does not die of anus cancer. Well, that's what we're looking for with gay porn. So not anus cancer, but... Uh, Absolutely I don't know. It's just, it's provocative. I mean, uh... I was a little uncomfortable uh, by it. Um, I mean, certainly not to the extent of that Ethiopian gentleman who was inhaling other people's heads with his anus, but it's something to make you stop. It, it, it's outside of the box and really makes you think. Well, yes. Well, Haile Selassie Seventh has been one of our most lucrative uh, assets. And really, some of the tracks from tunnels were trying to go down with Gay Porn Co. And I'm glad that we brought him to Paul Watson. I'm glad that we brought Yuri to watch it. I'm hoping we can have him on in the, in the future. Um, now, Frank, we, we've seen three magnificent, as uh, well, four assholes, uh, really. Two in one video earlier. Have you brought your own asshole of the week? Oh. Uh, mm. well, I, the, the thing is, the only, uh, the only asshole I brought is my own. That sounds fabulous. Let's take a look. All right. So did you did you bring a clip of it? Uh, no, because I didn't know. I didn't know that I was going to, I didn't realize. Like I said, I was, I didn't no. All right, so we could, we should just look at it live then. Is what you're oh, saying? Oh no, I know because well, no, I just I I I mean I don't only it's it's on my it's I have pants on. So I'm I'm a little cons uh, confused, Mister Allen. I I see that you brought a tape along with you, some sort of clip. Um, if it's not of an asshole, then what is it of? Well, I mean, it looks like you brought a clip. Well, you came with the tape. I did send you the message. <sighs> uh, well, what did you bring, Frank? Yes, Frank. We're all very interested. Well, uh, it doesn't have any anybody's butt. Please, Mr. Allen, in this forum we call it an asshole. We try to call an asshole an asshole. Butthole is not language we're looking to hear here. We don't want to disenfranchise the word. Well, what I'm, what I'm saying is there's no there's no sphincter, so it's probably pointless. I, I, you don't want to see it. I'm not sure I follow. It's a video that doesn't have a, an asshole in it, is what I'm saying. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a clip of me. Doing what? And wearing what? Well, let's take a look then, ladies and gentlemen. It's a clip of Frank Allen. All right, so I'm here with Mr. Scape White. Uh, Scape, I, I, I wanted to talk to you today about something that uh, I think a lot of people have been asking about. Uh, you claim to be a, uh, a big uh, man, is that correct? Yes, of course. Thank you for saying so. I do agree that I am a big man. Well, no, I'm not saying that you are. I'm just saying that you say that you are. Well, I do say that, yes. Because it's true. True. That's an interesting thing to call it. Uh, because here's here's the, the thing. We actually have uh, the bill. We have mm -hmm. your medical records. And we have quite a lot of proof that says right here. Can you read what that says right there, sir? Uh, no. No. 
I can't read. All right. Well, uh, I will read it to you then. It says, uh, this is a bill to certify the charge of $100 uh, U.S. cash for the testiclectomy of Mr. Scape White. Uh, now, are you Mr. Scape White? Uh, well, yeah, but that's not, I didn't get that. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, hold on. I'll ask the questions here. Did you tell me that your name is Scape White? Yes. Do you have testicles right now? Of course I have testicles right now. Oh, really? Would you like to show us those testicles? Well, 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 no. If you cannot present your testicles, I think the audience must conclude that you, sir, have no testicles. I don't have to put up with this. This is ridiculous. I'm, I'm reading. I'm reading. Pause the video right there. Pause the video right there. Pause, pause, pause. Just testicles aren't. Mr. Allen, you have struck gold. Look at Oh. My goodness. I'm, I'm sorry? What? Meow. I have never thought to go outside of the human species before. You have seriously broken some boundaries here, Mr. Allen. You are you are an asshole. Genius. That, that is one of the most avant-garde assholes of the week I've seen anyone bring. No, I, I, I told you. I just brought this because it was a clip of me busting this guy on, on, on a secret. I'm an investigative journalist. And, and the way that you showed what was conspicuous by its absence, the testicles, highlighting the general area of the cat so that we would know to look for the asshole uh, in absence of testicles was just astounding and I, I was floored. Yes, you clearly stumbled upon something much more interesting than his being spayed. No, it's a cat butt. It's just a cat butt. Yeah, but look at the composition of the shot, the way the tail comes, almost like a question mark pointing down right to our treasure trove. But if you if you look, the it's on a it's on a two thirds uh, uh, angle kind of thing. Yeah, rule of thirds. You've got it right on the third line there. It's magnificent. The shot the shot lineup is actually this is the com compositionally this is fantastic. Content wise, this is fantastic. Right, um, there, there is a perfect semiosis there by highlighting the lack of testicles. You create you you heighten the meaning. Of the perfection of the cat's Do you guys not have cats? Like, they just walk around and they show their butts to you all the time. They're, like, in your face. You can't get them to stop showing their buttholes. Most of the assholes that we get to see on this show don't have the added element of missing testicles. We've only watched human assholes on this show. So this is a whole new area for us. You've stumbled uh, into a new genre, is what we're saying. And now, like, the whole, the whole model sort of um, texture of it. Now, I know a lot of our actors go uh, so far as to anal bleach. What is this cat's particular secret? Oh, I think he just takes dumps and then, like, you know, licks it clean. Autoanalingus is he, what you're saying. He licks his own asshole clean. That's a talent I've never seen any gay porno actor have. Do you, do you guys think there's a... Market for this? Absolutely. Yes. 100%. I'm, I listen. You stumbled I, across something great, Mr. Mr. I've, I've been the CEO of Gay Porn Co. for years, and I know what sells, and I know what a fascinating and innovative development in assholes is. I've seen some assholes in my time, and let me tell you, that asshole was some asshole. Yes, you have to bring him here right away. I mean, we can't let this talent go to waste. That was not a number two asshole. So let me get this straight. You're saying if I can bring this cat. To you, we can make videos that we can sell and make a lot of money. That's exactly what I'm saying. If you bring this cat to me, we can make videos that we can sell and make a lot of money. I like the sound of that. Ladies and gentlemen, we're almost out of time for the program this evening, but I do want to thank all our guests for their, their astonishing uh, their contributions. And if, we, and if you'd like to say any words of, of farewell, we have uh, Priscilla Triviati of the International Society of Ladies Advocating Man Sex, or Islam. Um, thank you very much for coming on. Uh Thank you for having me. We also had the um, grandson of Captain Matthew Webb and noted homosexual Stefan Webb. This has been quite an experience. Thank you for having me. Bye. Uh, so we've, uh, we've also had uh, porn star, man whose asshole we're very familiar with here, Dick F***ing 
Washington on the program. Always a pleasure, Marcel. And then, of course, we had international star, and I think the, the man with a great discovery of the, uh, the evening uh, in Scape White, uh, we had Frank Allen on the program from Frank Allen's Investigativa Variety Show, yeah. Available uh, overseas, not in America, but please uh, move to another country and then watch it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Marcel Silvers, and this has been Apple Watch, a gay porn co production since 1986. Tune in again next week for Apple Watch. Uh, Sucker Watch is on tomorrow. Good night and have a pleasant asshole. All right, why? I don't see why you had to air that. Because, okay, well, let me explain to everyone who didn't know exactly what that was. We have a segment on this show called Apple Watch where we watch Frank Allen, where we talk about Frank Allen because he's such an to us. We got a letter a while back saying, hey, you guys do Apple Watch. Um, my company, Gay Porn Co., also does Apple Watch. Can you change the name of yours? Well, we said no. We thought it would be all right. There'd not be any confusion. But I recently discovered that Frank Allen, as you just heard, this Frank Allen was on their Apple Watch. Uh, thankfully, they reached out and, and contacted me about it because they wanted to, well, Gee, shockingly, they wanted to talk to my cat. And I got permission from them to re-air their video podcast as an audio clip uh, on this episode. So, Frank, I think you're wrong. You did bring an asshole clip. It was a clip of yourself being an asshole. No, I, I, don't, I don't know why you're saying that to me. I don't know what the problem is with what I, I brought in an investigative clip. Where you are taunting my cat about the fact that he got his testicles removed. I you did, but just go back to sleep. I heard you talking about me. Yes, we are talking. Oh, just, just rest your voice. Rest your voice. Oh. Shh, go to bed. Okay. No, the, the the point is, Frank, first of all, it was a terrible clip of you taunting my cat for no reason about his non-testicles. <laughs> Second of all, then they start liking my cat's butthole, which is nasty. <laughs> Third of all, you... Offer to bring my cat in and try to make money off selling porn of my cat. No, look, I, it, it didn't, I, it was, it's only porn in a sense. I wasn't going to have Scape having sex with people. Hey. Well, good. I mean, because you, you're not going to. No, that's not, I, I wasn't going to. It was just going to show, I mean, it was going to be kind of, you know, softcore at, at, at worst. You know, I'd play some sexy music, some jazz, and he'd be walking around, well, slinking around. He's a cat. And once in a while, you'd catch a little peek of his... Uh, no, no, I don't understand. No, I don't know why anybody would want to see that. No, because you're not sexy. Look, I don't know why anybody would want to see that. I don't want to see that. I don't want anybody else to see that. And I'm not going to let you make my cat into a porn star. Or, or if you don't want to make money, so... As if you were going to split the money with me. Well, I will now. No, no, I'm not. No, that's disgusting. Fine. Fine. Listen, I know, I happen to know a lot of cats listen to this. Uh, cats, get in touch with me, castingwax at gmail.com if you are interested in becoming a cat porn star. You don't actually have to have sex, just, you know, like I said, it's, uh, they're, they're art, art films. They're artsy, tasteful, you know, like I said, soft jazz. And you're like walking around, oh, I'm a cat, hey, how's it going? I'm just gonna... You are disgusting. You are disgusting. No, I'm not disgusting. Look, if you're interested in this, Write into us, castandwax.gmail.com. They're not going to let me use Scape, apparently, but I've got other, I've got connections. 
Other cats, you can get it on this action. This is disgusting. You disgust me. Frank, I will say, this is pretty low, actually. Oh, as if you wouldn't do it. I wouldn't get to keep the money anyway, so there's really no point. Thank you, Rory. No, wait, no! You're supposed to say because it's disgusting. It's, well, it's, of course it's disgusting, but, you know, people do disgusting things for money. I should know. <laughs> you think you know. I, I know way more than you. Uh, yeah, wait, yes, what disgusting thing did you do for money? I'm, I, I'm not at liberty to talk about it right now, but I trust me, you don't, you don't even... You don't even want to know. <laughs> well, whatever. I have done quite some disreputable things in my life, let me just tell you. Not, not, not compared to what I've done. In your dreams, Frank. In your dreams. So, I just want to get this straight. You guys are arguing over who's done a more disgusting and disreputable thing for money. Yeah. Yes, you are. Oh, pretty much it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's just, why don't we just leave it at you're both hideous and disgusting and disreputable, and we'll just leave it at that. I beg your pardon. Yeah, you don't have to get, you know, mean about it. <sighs> All right, let's just, let's go, let's get to the stuff. Uh, we've got this audio letter that was sent in with the episode, so let's listen to it and see uh, what we've got to listen to. Hello, Jordan D. White and people of the world. It is I, Admiral Enclosed Space, speaking to you from inside an enclosed broadcasting studio in a very small room. I'm writing in to express my disgust with you, Jordan D. White, for airing an adventure of Captain Webb, a hero whom I, Admiral Enclosed Space, have soundly defeated. You might say he was completely boxed in. So firstly, I want to know why you did not show one of his ignominious defeats at my hands. Secondly, I want to know why, after we've become fabulously wealthy and closing empty fields with houses and making people pay to take control of them and open them again, you have made my business partner, the Hit Mansion, a.k.a. Frank Allen, appear on your insignificant podcast. I'll have you know I've been moving up in the world of supervillainy, up into the soon-to-be-enclosed sky! And I have been in contact... With the Girl Scouts. They have given me materials with which to achieve a twofold end. One, you will be playing other things than Captain Webb to keep my age old adversary off the air. And two, you will be hearing fascinating programming to keep you inside, at your computer, listening to the podcast, in your room, in an enclosed space. If the audience members don't want to miss out on the entertainment, they must choose, by their own volition, to have been forced by me, Admiral Enclosed Space, into an enclosed space! I'll have you know, dear listener, if you do not get up and leave right now and enjoy the fresh air which I may soon be enclosing, you have allowed me, the supervillain Admiral Enclosed Space, to win! Good day, Jordan D. White, and enjoy your defeat with no space for Captain Webb and an audience entirely composed of people forced to exist in an enclosed space. This is me, Edward Enclosed Space, signing off. Watch out, or I might put you in a body bag, and then you'd have to unzip it to get out. Okay, well, thank you, Admiral Enclosed Space. There's a lot of stuff for us to discuss in that letter. Um, okay, first of all, uh, the reason I have the Hit Mansion on my podcast. Uh, Hit Mansion, would you like to take that? Okay, yes. Um, Hit Mansion is my supervillain name. So right now, I'm not being a supervillain. I'm just regular Frank Allen. But when I'm a supervillain, what happens is uh, Admiral Enclosed Space and I get together, and we find nice plots of land. 
that people have bought. And we enclose part of the space on that land, which upsets the people and they give us money to go away. Right. I, I do. You know what? I vaguely remember this. And so is it that they knock the, the, the houses down? I, you know what? That's their business. We, we enclose the space, take the money and leave. So I don't know whether they knock them down or if they just decide that they would stay in an enclosed space and suffer. Wink, wink. Why are you winking? Why did you wink out loud? I'm d I didn't. I was just, I was saying wink, but I wasn't even actually winking. You know, you're right. I, I saw your eyes. You didn't even blink at me at all. No, I just said wink, wink. Right, right. So why did you say it? Because you can't see me if I wink in real life. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, so that's what, the reason I, the reason I have him on here is, first of all, as you know, if you've been listening to the podcast, legally, I have to. Because a judge ordered me to. Second of all, uh, he was on the podcast before he was your your partner, the Hit Mansion. Remember, that's he met you because he was interviewing you for this podcast. Admiral in close space spends a lot of time. He doesn't get a lot of air, so he doesn't always remember things. Oh, but one thing he does remember is that he did murder Captain Webb. How would you forget that, Rory? Captain Webb is a is a British person. Uh, how do you feel about this guy having murdered him? I can't feel personally bad for the death of every British person. I mean, there's a lot of British people. Especially over over the years. Yes. There's so many British people have died in, in the world. It's so hard to 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 really care about all of them. So you don't care about any of them? No, I didn't say that. But Captain Webb, you know, sure. Uh, you know, he swam the channel. So, yes, that's too bad that he's dead. Isn't it, though? Isn't it, though? Well, Captain Webb was murdered by Admiral in Close Space. And you're right, Admiral. We don't have room for another Captain Webb episode. We, we already played watch instead uh, and we do have two more shows that you sent to us uh, we have uh, Slam Jackson and we also have Chop Henderson here's the thing I'm a little confused by you were given these by the Girl Scouts that did seem to be what he said yeah I thought I heard that why do the Girl Scouts have the shows that I'm airing I I'm confused like am I am I airing shows for the Girl Scouts I thought it was your friends in Binghamton made these things I did too and now I'm fi I'm finding out that the Girl Scouts are sending them to Admiral in closed space. Jordan, do you think... No, 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 it couldn't be. What? Well, do you, do you think this whole podcast is actually a conspiracy by the Girl Scouts? Well, if it is, I'm not in on it. I, I mean, that's a messed up conspiracy that the, the person who actually does the show doesn't even know that it's happening. That gives you maximum deniability. It makes it seem more realistic. But if they've been supplying the shows this whole time... Well, they couldn't have been the whole time because I wrote a whole bunch of the old shows. Yeah, but then you ran out of those. Why do you think you ran out of them? Well, what do you mean? What? Because I that was all the ones I had a chance to make. I, I moved to New York and got a job at Marvel and stuff, and I wasn't making shows anymore. And I'm sure there's no way the Girl Scouts could have something to do with that. What? No, how, what would the Girl Scouts have to do with that? Frank, do I have to bother calling him naive? Not to me. I mean, maybe the listeners don't get it, but... That's naive, Jordan. It's naive and you're naive. I don't understand what... Okay. F***ing... I... Oh my god, I just swore. I, you just made me swear. I heard. I can't believe you actually got him to swear. That's ridiculous. Yeah. You're lucky you weren't on live television at the time, because you would be getting a lot of fees. Look, I just, I'm getting very upset about this Girl Scout situation. I do not care for the Girl Scouts. And I don't, I don't like that this Girl Scout stuff keeps happening. Like, I, I have nothing to do with the Girl Scouts. I want nothing to do with the Girl Scouts. Why are you, I mean, don't send me things the Girl Scouts want me to have. I don't want Girl Scout things. I mean, I'll air these shows because these are shows made by my friends. They have my friends' names in the credits. But they don't have anything to do with the Girl Scouts, okay? Listen, you don't have to tell me. Well, I I feel like I do. Ugh, jeez. All right, look, we're going to get... We're going to go straight to the shows. Let's listen to the shows. Um, first up is um, Slam Jackson, uh, very first. Then we've got uh, an episode of the new show, uh, 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 Chop Henderson, 
the third episode of that. Uh, and smack in the middle is This Day in History and Where Are They Now in History. Actually, I'm sorry, Celebrity, Where Are They Now in History? And because we're three weeks behind, we have three celebrity installments of Celebrity, Where Are They Now in History? Made possible by a generous grant from the June T. Loveburger Charitable Trust. Just wanted to make sure that that got in there. Yeah, okay, great. You know, wonderful. Anyway, um, let's move on. Here are the shows. Enjoy. Slam Jackson. Adventurist. Season 2, Episode 8. Switch. By Patrick J. McGuire. Our story opens with Slam Jackson, private detective and normal guy. Hey, stop the music. I said I was a normal guy. That weird narrator guy isn't here. You don't need to play the music. So, I was saying that our story opens with Slam Jackson, private detective... I said stop that. So, as I was saying, our story opens. Me, Slam Jackson, private detective, and... You aren't going to let me go until you get that out, are you? No, sir. (sighs) Okay, fine. But can you keep it down? I'm trying not to wake up the narrator. I'll do our best, sir. Great. So, our story opens with me, Slam Jackson. Wait. Stop the music! What is it now? Who are you? Really? I've been following you around for years, Slam. I'm Bob. I carry the boombox that plays your theme music. I have a girl who follows me around with a boombox? Yes, I play your theme music. I'm sure you've noticed by now that it starts every time someone says, Slam Jackson! Private detective. Yeah, I had been kind of wondering about that. Yep, that's me. Well, I guess I mean, if that's me on Tuesday and Wednesdays. But my theme music has played on other days before. Well, yeah. You have an orchestra, too. They only work five days a week. They take Tuesday and Wednesdays off. This having people following me around is starting to be a professional embarrassment. Why? I haven't gotten the way before, have I? Well, no, but that's not the point. It's more than a little embarrassing to be a private snoop and not notice when someone's following you. Well, I wouldn't know about that. Hang on a second. Do you live here, too? Hey, don't you want to get on with your story before the narrator wakes up? Right. Our story opens with me, Slam Jackson, private detective and famed normal guy, Happy now? Yes, sir. Having woken up hours early in order to get a head start on my day off. Yesterday, I received a response from the Jamaican chicken jerk as to the best way to get back at the narrator. He told me to narrate a day of the narrator. Shoot, it's starting! Good morning, Slam Jackson! Private investigator and famed adventurist! Really, dude? Is that necessary? Sorry, Slam. The day dawns as our hero... Loud mouth and famous pain in the ass, the narrator. Oh, come on, man. You've tried to play it how many times now today? Five. Right. You've tried to play the theme music five times now. And the first time it's appropriate, you do nothing. Oh, okay. Uh, Never mind now. You missed your chance. The timing is all off. Sorry, Slam. Anyway, day dawns with the narrator just waking up. What's going on? Wondering what's going on. What is going on indeed, narrator living in Slam Jackson's apartment? The ongoing seems to be that you're acting like a lunatic, Slam. No, 
I am catching you unaware at the moment of your vulnerability. <laughs> um, okay? Yes, narrator. Allow me to introduce your newest and most dastardly do-gooding doer of damnable deeds. Really, Slam? You went with do-gooding doer of damnable deeds? Dastardly do-gooding doer of damnable deeds, yes. Fine. Who is this dastardly doer, then? It is I, narrator, your newest foe, Slam Jackson, private investigator, and famed nefarious... Can you please stop playing that? I guess. Okay, that's a wrap. You're a real killjoy, you know that, Slam Jackson? While this conversation is going on, I, the narrator, awaken for my day refreshed from a long night's nap. Oh, shoot. You managed to wake up refreshed anyway? Yes, Slam. What was your plan? Well, I had thrown your alarm clock out so you couldn't hit the snooze button. You were supposed to wake up in the groggy state that everyone else does. But, Slam, I never hit the snooze alarm! And you woke me up early for this? Can you say... backfire? I... I got nothing. Stay tuned next week, folks, for more Slam Jackson adventurist. You know, wearing fireproofing and other protective clothing or whatever he normally says. In that episode of Slam Jackson adventurist, the narrator was Mickey Weishner, Slam Jackson was Jack Coonrad, and Bob was Sarah Diaz. Hello and welcome to This Day in History. My name is Rory Sinjin. Did you know that on November 14th, 1996, pop star Michael Jackson marries his second wife, Deborah Rowe? The couple had two children before divorcing in 1999. Let's listen. Beat it, don't you wanna beat it, beat Daddy, it? Daddy, Yes? What is this thing in the bathroom? Looks like a hairbrush. I don't, I don't know about that. Macaulay left it here. Okay, I'll eat it. That's really weird. Oh my god, Mr. Jackson, your asexual child is choking to death on a toothbrush. Oh, I'll buy another one. <laughs> Honey, why are you letting him do that? I, I like to watch. I mean, stop, stop. You're an awful father. Ow, oh, my nose is falling off. Foolish asexual child, that's not how you brush your teeth. <laughs> it's over. If only Michael Jackson had taught his children how to brush their teeth properly, he would be able to have a perfectly normal family life. But hopefully, still not a career. This is This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. But all that was just build-up. This is Harry Wilson, the Toot Janitor. From Harry Wilson advises you, Harry Wilson instructs you, Harry Wilson finds you love, Harry Wilson finds you something on the beach, and Harry Wilson doesn't know what to do on his show. And this is Celebrity Where Are They Now in History with me, Harry Wilson, the Toot Janitor, on Cast in Wax. Little did you know that after that, when Michael Jackson's son was dead, who had never brushed his teeth, they had to bring in to people to bring away the dead body. But the coroner found that the smell from his stinking, rotting mouth full of unbrushed teeth was so terrible that they had to have a hazmat team and then there was a funeral full of people trying to mourn for this child but all the tears came only from the pain that they felt at having to be around the horrible halitosis that came from this rotting body full of even more rotting teeth but soon the preacher came up there tried to give a speech but in honor of the child had not brushed his own teeth for several minutes just to see how it felt to be in the shoes of that horrible abused neglected Jackson child who had not been taught even the difference between 
using the toothbrush and a hairbrush, had not been taught how to floss, how to remove plaque, how to take mouthwash in the mouth, how that's the only thing worth drinking, how to brush their teeth till they're worn down to the nubs. Ladies and gentlemen, he hadn't brushed for a whole 40 minutes, and the entire congregation that was there to mourn the loss of this poor victim of bad tooth health perished from an overdose of halitosis, causing Michael Jackson to be one of the most horrible mass murderers in America at that time. He was in the news for an entire other week due to that. So the moral of the story is, ladies and gentlemen, always remember to brush your teeth, and remember to brush your teeth always. This is Celebrity Where Are They Now in History on Cast and Wax with me, Harry Wilson, the Tooth Janitor. Welcome to This Day in History. My name is Rory Sinjin. This is WHRW Binghamton. On November 21st, 1877, the American inventor announces his invention of the phonograph, a way to play a record and playback sound. Thomas Edison stumbled on this great invention while working on a way to record telephone communication at his laboratory in Menlo Park, New Jersey. Azathoth, Baphomet, Asmodeus, I, Thomas Edison, conjure you. Bring forth... This recording device for phone conversation. It's that racket outside. Sounds like someone is getting into my garbage. Mmm, garbage good. I am a bear. (laughs) My first invention, talking bears. I guess Tesla was right. Edison, kill. Arcane bolt, away. (laughs) Ah, bear hurts. Run away. (laughs) That will teach you to uh, cross sticks with the Wizard of Menlo Park. (laughs) Unless you are a great sorcerer like Thomas Edison, you should always remember to tie your trash into... The trees, you know, when you're camping, so a bear doesn't kill you, you fool. This is This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. But wait, there's more. I'm Steve Tippman, and this is Celebrity Where Are They Now in History on Keston Wax. Shortly after the innocent Watama Alva Edison and the bear who steals his trash, soon we invented the idea of the garbage man to get rid of the whole tying of trash bit, but still it's a very much more inexpensive way of getting rid of your trash. Now, me in particular, I really like the idea of having everybody carrying my trash for me. Particularly, I enjoy watching them tie it up to the trash trees without a ladder, preferably on 50-foot trees that go straight up, divert to a 90-degree angle, then straight up again. Now, I know a bear's never going to get at my trash because my trash bags are 300 feet straight up in the air. Now, how the garbage man gets them, (laughs) boy, now that's a sign, I'll tell you. But I'll tell you one, folks, make sure to tie your trash bags up in your trees because, frankly, I like watching people work. I'm Steve Tittman, and this is Celebrity, where are they now in history? On Keston Wax. Hello, my name is Rory Sinjin. Welcome to This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. On November 28, 1994, serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer, serving 15 consecutive life sentences for the brutal murders of 15 men, is beaten to death by a fellow inmate while performing cleaning duty in a bathroom at the Columbia Correctional Institute Gymnasium in Portage, Wisconsin. Let's listen. Mop, mop, mop. All day long. A mop, mop, mop. Well, let's sing this song. Man, I could go for some people ribs right now. Oh, wait, I'm reformed. Cleaning the floor, cleaning the floor. Oh, hi, guys. Hey, how you doing? Yo. I'm, I'm great. Actually, Mr. Dahmer, we were wondering whoa, if you Whoa, whoa, could... whoa, whoa. Who told you I'm Mr. Dahmer? Uh, got that little name tag there. Maybe I'm wearing his clothes. Maybe I shivved him in the yard and took his jumpsuit. Well, there has been an increase in the number of shivings. Hmm. Yeah, you might want to get your facts straight before you come in and talk to me about stuff. I guess so, sir. Yeah. What is your name? Jeffrey Dahmer. Hmm, thought so. I was wondering what I was going to do with this shiv. 
Well, hey, hey, you're looking for someone named Mr. Dahmer. My name is Jeffrey. Obviously, oh, you have the wrong person. Okay. And um, having already said that Jeffrey Dahmer dies, I guess egg is on my face, as I should have uh, backed up my statements with facts, instead of an episode which proved me completely wrong. This is This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. But wait, that's not all. This is the remarkable Cheryl Casey on Celebrity, Where Are They Now in History on Casting Wise. Being the end of November and being near Thanksgiving, Jeffrey also thought to make a wonderful Thanksgiving dinner. But unfortunately, having cannibalistic tendencies, when he said that he was going to invite the entire prison, he did in way of courses. He sent out invitations to the entire prison to invite them to a Thanksgiving dinner. But unfortunately, when the guests showed up, he led them straight to the oven and divvied them up into several courses from turkey to stuffing and mashed potatoes. So when the warden showed up, he was very disappointed and Jeffrey being ashamed and not wanting to serve him human served up a batch of eggs and in doing so got them on his face. So he got egg on his face and then he requested a napkin. So did he or didn't he? Because there are some people who said that he had egg on his face and others who said that he didn't. But there weren't many people because they were all courses and devoured. So really, you should check your facts because if you want to say that somebody has egg on their face and they don't really have egg on their face, you might be eating people. This is the remark. Mark Cheryl Casey, and this was a celebrity. Where are they now in history? On Casting Wax. Chop Henderson, Adventurator. Episode 3. What Schemes May Come by Pete Bowers and Daniel Schwartz. It is said that his mother was a woman of exceptional beauty and that his father was known for his intellectual prowess. With maternal wit and paternal visage, he ventures into an uncaring world that would never have known what hit it had I not told them it was Chop Henderson. Stalwart and intrepid as well as daring, he enters the hardware store. Ropes shall be essential to this plot of mine. Bagworth! Behold, as I unrope the better to catch my arch foe, Slam Jackson in my snare! Beholding, sir. That's right you are! Are you also beholding, any italic girl reporter? What? Oh, Chop, you were talking. You bet your sweet bippy I was, anti-italical reporter. For even now, I am soliloquizing my way to the rope aisle, where I see many sorts of rope available for sale. Hmm, surely this must be news to you. <laughs> oh, good, a lynching joke. You there, Hardwell Lackey. Yeah? I require some rope. And rope in me. That's not a word. Less talking and more enroping! Uh, sure. Laid, braided, or pleated? What? The rope. You want laid, braided, or pleated? Yes! Okay. Did you want nylon, cotton? Hmm. A good question for once. Um, which kind is best for tying up my opponent and rendering him perfectly helpless? What in your who how? Oh, Chop, don't confuse the poor man. Here, I'll handle this. Indeed, any italical reporter? Perhaps your soft, feminine wiles will penetrate his thick skull. Hey! Listen, ignore my friend here. He's just getting into BDSM and was looking for something that wouldn't chafe. Oh, then you want about six yards of the number eight to start with. 
Good for light play and pretty smooth on the knot. You think so? It looks really bulky. You'd be surprised. These thicker weaves allow for longer use, especially in high-tension situations. (laughs) I'm sure we'll have plenty of that. I find your laughter endearing without understanding its source, Annie Italico reporter. Have we completed the transaction? I think this will be good for later, chap. Excellent! Then onward to the pleasure of conquest! Don't forget a safe word. All words are safe in the care of Chap Henderson! Indeed, sir. Indeed, sir, indeed! Sir? Enough folder all in incompoopery! Bogworth, to the cashier! But great Dagon! Oh, Jesus. Look at that hatchet-wielding assailant! Bogworth, my cutlass! Here, sir. Die, ex-murderer to be! What the hell? Jap Henderson, the hell, madam! I have to save you from certain death! You killed Mr. Brady! He threatened you with an axe! He was buying an axe! Oh, good, I'm not the only one who sees this. No, madam. I'm calling the police! <laughs> oh, silly registered Jackie! What could the police do? Kill him again? Redundantly save the already saved day? You're crazy! Like a fox? Like a crazy person, Chop. Let's get out of here. Indeed, Annie Italico reporter. An establishment with such ungrateful staff is unworthy of my patronage. I shall buy this building and burn it to the ground once my vengeance is complete. What? And so our hero strides manfully and woman emptily into the parking lot. Unpurchased rope in one hand and bloody sword in the other. Behind him strides womanly Annie Italic, girl reporter, and otherwise nondescript Bogworth. Last of all comes me, the mellifluent narrator, ready to bring you the next escapade of Chop Henderson, adventurator. In that episode of Chop Henderson Adventurator, Ralph was Charles Berman, Chop Henderson was Pete Bowers, Bogworth was Bailiff Quimby, Annie Italic was Angela Swartz, Rope Selling Bob was Patrick Maguire, and the cashier was Cheska Miller. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, everybody. Hopefully you enjoyed those two serial shows and uh, those three history segments. Yeah, hopefully you did, because they were obviously not that good. Hank, why would you say no, that? No, I didn't mean, I didn't mean the, the serials. I meant just the history segments. Those were... Rory, those were pathetic. Pardon me. I do not agree. No, they were. Because here you, you go, oh, I'm going to get celebrities. So what do you do? First, you, you start with Thomas Edison, somebody who you're related to. But he is a celebrity. Yeah. Then you get Harry Wilson. Hey, great. He's sort of a celebrity in another reality. Well, yes, in another world. Right. And in our reality, he's a janitor. I, like, I mean, he's all right. He's a friend of mine, so I'm not going to disparage you, you know, having, having him on your show. But then you go on to Steve Titman. Who the hell is that? Well, he's very rich. That doesn't mean you're famous. Just because you're rich doesn't make you famous. Well, you don't understand how rich he is then. No. No. Look, I'm rich. I understand being rich. Being rich doesn't make you famous. Being famous makes you famous. I'm famous because I'm on TV, not because I'm rich. I'm rich because I'm on TV as well. But I'm not famous because I'm rich. Do you understand? Well, I thought he was a good choice. You're wrong. And then, lastly, you had Cheryl on the show. Now, Frank. Hey, I don't have a problem with Cheryl. 
But she's not exactly a famous person, is she? She's written some stuff for this show. She's appeared on the show. I thought she was kidnapped. Yeah, that's a good point. I thought she was kidnapped. Oh, uh, yes, yes, that's right. I'm assuming you didn't go to the kidnapper's place to talk to her, correct? No, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, interesting. Wait, wait, wait. You forgot? How could you have forgotten about that? You are looking after the funds for the cash allocation for Cheryl's kidnapping. No, right. Of co- I mean, of course I, I am doing that. Um, it's just that I, I thought that she... Look, I forgot that she'd been kidnapped. When, when she when she approached me, I said, oh, sure, I'd, I'd love to have you on the show, et cetera, et cetera. Kidnapped or not, she's not exactly a famous person. She's not quite a celebrity. All right, all right. Look, I, you know, I was reaching, I, I suppose. That's putting it mildly. I will try to get more genuine celebrities. Yes, and if you need me, I am available. Frank, you said good celebrities people have heard of. Come on. Nobody in America has heard of you because your show doesn't air. But this is an international podcast. It gets people downloading it all over the world. That's what my show brings to this. Then they already, you're already on the show. It's not special to have you, look, he's going to, Rory, you're going to get real celebrities, right? You've got all this money. We've been spending a lot of money. Hopefully you didn't spend a lot. No offense to Cheryl. Hopefully you didn't spend a lot on her. You didn't give her $4 million, did you? No, no, no. Just a few hundred. A few hundred for Cheryl. Okay. Look, you know, you got to get real celebrities. Yeah, no, he's right. I mean, you really do. All right. All right. I'll work on it. Jeez. Good, good, good. Okay. uh, So speaking of Thanksgiving, which we weren't. Here's something that I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for all the people who write into us at castandwax at gmail.com. And if you're hearing me say this, you should become one of those people. Write into us an email or an audio email at castinwax at gmail.com. We got quite a few, but don't let that stop you. Please, please, please write into us. Rory, can you read this one for me? Uh, sure. It says, um, oh my, uh, dear Jordan, uh, you know, here's, uh, I can read this, Jordan, but I, I'm just going to read it normal. Well, right. I mean, what else would you do? Well, every... Every word in this email appears to be misspelled in some way. It says, Dear Jordan, but it's D-E-E-R, and then Jordan, J-O-R-D-I-N, and then the next word is please, P-L-E-E-Z-E. Everything in it is misspelled. I'm just going to say it the way that it should be said. Please, please, because that way we'll be able to reply to it. Fine. Dear Jordan, please believe Frank Allen when he says he has gajillions of fans around the world. I am one of them. Frank's show is super popular with the people who live with me at the home. I know Herb and Jill like Frank's show, and Joni too. And Rachel, the nurse, says it's kind of cute, and she likes that all the people who live here sing along with the song at the beginning. I think the other people staying at the other special homes like it too, because when we met the people at Babblingbrook Home for the Ex exceptional in Islington, they all said they like Frank Allen's show too. If not a lot of people are writing to tell you how much they like Frank Allen, it's probably because they don't know how to use a computer so good like I do. Like Candice, she just worked out how to keep her balance while walking with her helmet on, but I'm happy to keep writing to the show on behalf of all Frank's fans. I have to go now and eat my jello. Bye-bye, love. Davy. Okay, well, look, look, Davy. I, I'm not saying that Frank doesn't have his fans. I'm just saying we've got our own fans, too. Not everybody who listens to the podcast listens because they're a fan of Frank Allen. Just most of them. <laughs> well, look, I, I don't, we can't, we have no way of knowing. We do have ways of knowing, actually. We can look at the, the podcast ship before I was on the show and, and after, and how many places they come from and where, you know, I think it's clear that I increased the readership by like hundreds and hundreds for Yes, and all wonderful genius fans like Davy here. No, now that's not fair. Davy, don't let Rory bring you down. Of course, Davy, we appreciate having you watch our show, uh, Frank Allen Investigative Variety Hour, yeah. And also, I appreciate you listening to me on this, this show, since I have to be on here 
It's nice to know that I've got true fans listening. So hello to Davey and hello to Jill and Herb and uh, Joni and uh, Rachel the nurse. I'm glad you think it's cute. It's nice to uh, to be speaking to you. Oh, Candace, welcome to you as well. Looks like you made a lot of people at a at a, a group home very happy. I'm I'm more than happy to do that. Look, you know what? We accept all fans. So I don't know why you're being judgmental. I'm not. I'm not being judgmental. Thank you for listening to my podcast, guys. Hopefully, in addition to the Frank Allen parts, you like the other stuff too. If you bother listening to it you could always fast forward to when you hear my voice but that's fine frank no no that's fine um so we got another letter here well yeah of course we've got another letter um why don't you read the next one sure uh here this one says dear jordan i was really hurt by how mean you were about sally oh god i can't believe you would say you don't care about my missing daughter well i don't care about your cat how about that even if it went missing, I wouldn't. I played your answer to the cops so they would know I can't expect your help anymore. And they just kept saying things like, so now he's going to be uncooperative with the investigation. And see, he admits he doesn't care about her well-being. Not as if you would care about their progress in the investigation. Screw you, Jordan D. White. You are a heartless man. A monster who does not even care about innocent little girls. Rochester Adams. Okay, look. Rochester, please stop writing to me. Of course I care that your daughter is kidnapped, but writing to me is not going to help with it. I don't know anything. All these cops, why are they listening to my podcast? Tell them to call me. I'm here. I don't know anything. They can ask me whatever they want to ask me. I don't know anything about it. Of course, on an abstract level, I care. It's just that when you keep writing into me and harassing me about your daughter, I don't know anything. It makes me upset and I speak out and I say things like I don't care. Of course I care. Just like I'm sure you would care if something happened at... Where's... What's going on? I I don't see where Skate went. Well, I thought he was sleeping over there. Well, yeah, he was, but I don't... Where did he go? Oh, Jordan, I'm sure you'll find him after. He's probably just in the other room. Well, uh, sure, but I don't... I mean, I want to... I got to find out. Where did he go? Baby. Baby. He's probably just sleeping in the other room. I, I don't know why he's worried about Well, I can understand the concern, but you know, you're right. I mean, I'm sure he's fine. Guys, I don't know where... I don't know where he went. Jordan, you don't have that big of an apartment, so... I, I know that. That's what I'm saying. I don't... I don't understand... I don't know where he could possibly be. Well, we gotta finish the podcast, so. it's, it's, I who ca- I I don't care about the podcast right now. My cat is missing. Well, well you know, we can finish the podcast. You go look for Why him. are you guys... <sighs> fine, guys, fine. You guys finish the... You guys finish the podcast. That's fine. That's fine. This is, you know, this is seriously unprofessional. Well, we're handling it, so, you know. You want to read the next one, or you want me to? I'll read it, it's fine. Um, let's see, what's we got here? Dear Mr. White, thank you for your response to my letter on last week's podcast. I do regret that you're unable to comply with the eligibility requirements for the Jules Bambi Critical Free Thought Proliferate Extravagance Grant at this time due to your regrettable friendship with a confidence artist. Oh, come on. Well, to be fair. No, now to... Uh, I'm gonna, let me finish. I did bring your request for consideration in spite of the circumstances to the Jules Bambi Instructional Society Board of Directors, and many were in favour of making an exception, but Mr. Bambi was insistent that since you will now be using your podcast to propagate an opponent of critical thinking who uses the guise of extra history to take advantage of people, the society must oppose you. His thoughts on the matter were that if Jordan D. White has to go down as one of the names most opposed to truth, honesty, rationalism, humanism, critical thinking, and the Jules Bambi Instructional Society, then so be it. That said, please do get in touch with us if you should reconsider your decision on the matter of extra history and your potential grant. Nelson Kugelbrot, Outreach Representative, Jules Bambi Instructional Society. Look, obviously, look, we've already got a grant, so, you know, society, it's nice of you to offer, but I'm just going to, I'm just going to delete this because, you know, we, Jordan's already got a grant, so... Did you just delete that email? Yeah, like I said, he's already got a grant. He can't have opposing grants. You know, that's just not... 
how it's done. Yeah, but that was Jordan's email. You're not supposed to delete things out of his email box. Yes, but he, it's something... Look, I don't see what the problem is. It's something he could never accept. Sue, there's no reason to, you know, there's no reason to keep it. <sighs> wow. You know, thank you, Mr... What was your name? Google brought... Well, I've deleted the email, so I don't know what it is. But thank you. But no, on behalf of Jordan, he will go down as a, an opponent to humanism and creativity and whatever it was you said, because... He is in support of me and my pursuit of extra history because I'm not a confidence man. I don't take advantage. If I was taking advantage, would I be having to live with my mother? You know? Well, I'd say you're taking advantage of your mother, too. No, that's not, that's not how it works. So, it's your turn to read the next email, though. Fine, uh, here's another, uh, another one for Jordan. Great. Uh, Jordan, do you want to come back? No, Frank, I'm in the middle of something. Fine. Uh, dear Jordan, I completely understand. Oh, this is another one with really poor spelling. Well, I had to deal with it, so you just have to deal with it. Fine. Dear Jordan, I completely understand your concern about my not being in school when you meet me, but we can have our encounter right after school at 3 o'clock instead when I will still be in my school uniform since I will be coming right from school. Can you still meet right outside the police station? Also, can you bring your computer? I would be so impressed to see the very computer that the podcast is made on. What is this sex thing that Frank Allen is talking about? I am just a little girl and I don't understand it. I think I need somebody smart and grown up to explain it to me, Jordan. Could you explain it to me? Gracie Jennings, eight years old. Well, Gracie, I'm not Jordan, um, but I, I think I can explain. Uh, basically, sex... Frank, you're not going to explain sex to an eight-year-old, I hope. I mean, just the gist. Basically, the way sex Frank, is. I didn't recommend you do that. Why? Because it's not right. It's not your place to tell sex to a child. This child has parents. Uh, Miss Jennings, Gracie, if, if, you, if, I, if, I, if I may. You know, talk to your parents. Ask them what sex is. Don't tell them you heard it from us. But, you know, if you want to know, talk to them about it. I'm, what I'm saying is tell your parents I was interested in sex, um, but the people I asked about it said it was not their business to tell me and that it was a parent's business to inform their children about what sex is and the nature thereof. So therefore, mother and father, would you please be so kind as to explain it to me? That way I'll be informed when I'm going into conversations with strangers that I really shouldn't bring up sexual things with people that I'm not, you know, uh, comfortable with. Well, probably at all, really, when I'm eight. But, you know, perhaps when I'm older, like, you know, 16, 17, around there. Rory, that's not the legal age. No, I mean, when you're 16 or 17 with other 16 and 17-year-olds, you can talk about sexual things. Not that that you and I, I mean, no, because I, by that point, I'll be, you know, far too old. Uh, and it's illegal anyway. So, the po no, what I'm trying to say is, Gracie, talk to your parents, say the thing I said, but addendum it that, you know, it has nothing to do with me. Say that. Say that it has nothing to do with me. Your voice is getting a little husky, kind of like a... Like Jordan's was talking about. As is yours. Perhaps it's this environment, you know, that just does it to, to us. Perhaps there's something about his apartment. Maybe so, maybe so. Well, Gracie, uh, regarding whether or not Jordan's going to come meet you, I'll leave this email for Jordan to, to see. I can't guarantee it. I can't guarantee it. You know, he's freaking out about a stupid cat now. Well, to be fair, he's missing. But we have a... Okay, well, we've got a podcast to do. You want to do a next one? Sure, of course. Uh, dear Jordan... What the hell, not posting a show this week? I was really looking forward to your show this week. When is there going to be another episode? Come on. I am not listening until you make another episode of your podcast. Also, you were a real jerk to that guy whose daughter went missing. I was thinking of making another version of Apple Watch, but about you instead of Frank. But your version is really great, so I was wondering if you had any tips to make mine better. I am new at this. Thanks, Abraham Knox Tadcaster. Well, Abraham, um, I work very extensively with Jordan on, on Apple Watch quite frequently. So my tips for how to go about that is, you know, basically what you want to do is you want to pick the incident that most shows the person in a bad light, you know, so that it shows them specifically engaging in, reveling in the exact behavior that makes you think that that person is an asshole in the first place. So, for example, on today's episode, we had Frank Allen, you know, going in earnestly trying to promote himself 
at the expense of others, in this case Scape, and as if that wasn't bad enough, it also shows him then immediately spinning any situation to try to be about him and about ways that he can get ahead, which is behavior that we have determined is reprehensible, uh, and that is why we call people who do that an Rory, I wanted to ask you about um, the color of your kettles and your pots, because... Well, they're, you know, like silverish. Right, I figured. Um, so then when the pot calls the kettle silver... They're both very expensive, yes. So... Anyway, um, where were we? Yes, th that's my advice to you. You know, feel free to send in a clip and we can give you some tips. Yeah, I'm sure Jordan will love that. Well, Frank, at least we wouldn't be talking about you. True. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'll, I'll give you some tips too. That'll be nice then. That'll be nice. One letter left? I'll go for it. Uh, dear Cast and Wax, I am deeply offended at the repeated attempts to slander Frank Allen with the accusation that he has slept with Jordan's mother. Thank you very much. I can corroborate that Frank Allen has definitely not slept with Jordan's mother. I know this for a fact because I have been regularly having sex with Frank Allen, and for the amounts of sex we are having, there is simply not enough time in the day for him to have sex with Jordan's mother also. As a matter of fact, if anyone doubts I'm having sex with Frank Allen, I suggest they look no further than my newborn baby son, Tristan Allen. I can understand if Frank doesn't want any part of his son's life, but I absolutely refuse to accept that Frank's money will not be a part of his son's life. I am filing a paternity suit, and I fully expect Frank to own up financially to his frequent hedonistic tangoing. Mariah Yeeter. Okay, obviously not true. Obviously not true. So you want to do a paternity suit? That's awesome. I can't wait for the test where I pass with fine colors, meaning that I'm not the father. That's what I mean by pass in this case. Yes, clearly this can't be true because you're saying, this woman is saying you, you couldn't have had sex with Jordan's mother because you were having sex with her. But then she says she has a newborn son. So obviously you haven't been having that much sex with her because you can't have sex with her while she's, you know, fully pregnant and giving birth. So you could have been easily having sex with Jordan's mother. No, I haven't had sex with Jordan's mother. And I haven't had sex with this woman. This woman's story doesn't stop me from having sex with Jordan's mother because I have not had sex with this woman. But I have not also been having sex with Jordan's mother. One or the other, Jess. No, neither. Neither of those two things. I haven't had sex with this woman, and I haven't had sex with Jordan's mother. I have not had sex with either of those two people in the situation that we're talking about, neither of them. And ironically, so, so that's two mothers you have not been having sex with. The mother of this child, who's not your child, and Jordan's mother. So, again, not having sex with mothers. Not having sex... Not having sex with those mothers. Those two mothers I have not had sex with. Jordan's or th this child's. Not my child. This child. For Tristan Allen, not my child. Not that... I'm not named Allen because I'm not the father. Right, right. So, um, I believe that's it, though. That's all, that's all the letters we got? Looks like it. I don't know. All right. Well, um, Jordan is, as you can tell, still running around the house doing the escape. Guys, I still don't know where he is. You know, I, I don't know where he went. Oh, well, I'm sorry, Jordan. That really sucks. Can you guys come help me find him, please? Well, we're, we're almost done here. <sighs> All right, right. We'll wrap it up. Um, Here's another sh song from Jordan. I don't know. One of his little quickie covers. You know, I, I don't even know what it's of. And then we'll be back, you know, in the future with more things. So write into us, castingwax.gmail.com. Does that sound good, Frank? Uh, yeah, it does. Uh, until then, we'll be seeing you. Yes, be seeing you. 7 a.m. waking up in the morning Gotta be fresh, gotta go downstairs Gotta have my bowl, gotta have cereal Seeing everything, the time is going Taking on and on, everybody rushing Gotta get down to the bus stop Gotta catch my bus I see my friends Kicking in the front seat Sitting in the back seat Gotta make my mind up Which seat can I take? It's Friday, Friday Friday, everybody's looking forward to the weekend, weekend, Friday, Friday, getting down on Friday, everybody looking forward to the weekend, partying, 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 fun, 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 yeah, when I got to the party, they 
they brought me a 40 And I must have been thirsty Cause I drank it so quickly When I got to the bedroom There was somebody waiting And it isn't my fault That the barbarian raped me When I went to get tested I brought along my best friend Melissa Mahoney Who had once been molested And she knew how to get there She knew all the nurses They were all really friendly But the test came up positive Oh, oh, I've seen Days, but I don't care Oh, I just sent a letter in my mail 745, we're driving on the highway Cruising so fast, no time to fly Fun, fun, think about fun And you know what it is I got this, you got this My friend is by my side Hey, I got this, you got this Now you know it Kicking in the front seat Sitting in the back seat Gotta make my mind up seat can I take? It's Friday, Friday, getting down on Friday. Everybody looking forward to the weekend, weekend. Friday, Friday, getting down on Friday. Everybody looking forward to the weekend, weekend. Partying, 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 partying. Fun, 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 yeah. When I got my abortion, I brought along my boyfriend. We got there an hour before the appointment. And outside the building, there were all these annoying fundamentalist Christians, but we tried to ignore them. Oh, oh, I've seen better days, but I don't care. Oh, it's just got my letter in my mail. Yesterday was Thursday, Thursday. Today it is Friday, Friday. We, we, we so excited. We so excited. We're gonna have a ball today. Tomorrow's Saturday and Sunday comes afterwards. When the weekend was over, the word was all over that I was a crack whore. Melissa had told him, and so now we're not talking, except we have tickets to Siebler in October, and I think we're still going. Oh, oh, I've seen better days, but I don't care. Oh, I just got a letter in my mail. Oh, it's a Fun, 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 fun,